Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. All right, go ahead and roll for Perception. I got a 13. Hey, that's pretty good. With that, you can tell there's some fantasy situations going on. You hear some adult language. And with that, you can tell this podcast probably isn't for kids. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons, from dreadful droughts to dreamy driders. And today we're revisiting the Druid. All right, Brian. All right, well, let's rumble. It's it's Druid time. Um, this is our second visit of the Druid. Yes. If you want to know what our take on all the stuff out of the Player's Handbook is, go check out the Druid episode. Today we are check we are checking out the two subclasses in Xanathar's Guide. Xanathar's Guide. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so yeah, let's just get into it. I think we should. Okay. So the first one, uh, the first subclass in Xanathar's Guide is called uh, the Circle of Dreams. Uh, the Druid subclasses are called circles because they're like, I don't want to call them cults, but they're like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like it's just a, like a group. This is a group of people in yeah. the forest that are like chanting these specific things they're to cults. make certain. Yeah, let's, let's be real. They're, they're nature cults. cults. Nature cults. I mean, a cult <clears throat> has a negative connotation <clears throat> on it, but there's lots of things are cults. True. Catholic so, Church is a cult. So I guess the subclass <laughs> would also be aptly named the Cult of Dreams. Um, it's a, <laughs> The Circle of Dreams is a fae-themed kind of druidic thing, which I really like. Um, it's kind of... it Basically, if you're in the circle, you either hail from the fae itself or uh, fae-touched areas of the world. I you, guess that's a good question right now yeah. to ask is, um, okay. if you, like you said, hail from the fae, yeah. so is it fae <clears throat> creatures or is it like elves or like... Um, well, elves uh, hail from the fae. elves live in the uh, fae. Yeah, so do gnomes. gnomes. Um, goblins sometimes do. Uh, also, you could have just got lost in the fae and involved with a bunch of satyrs and... Fuck it, I'm a druid now. With, yeah. I used to be a fighter. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> now I like um, nature magic. There might be some other races that aren't coming to mind, but I mean, half-elf, you could be half-elven. You know? Oh yeah, that's true. And I'm sure there are, depending on your world, there's going to be plenty of uh, fae touched forests. You right. know what I mean? So, light, uh, fae light, yeah, sugar free fae. Yeah, exactly. Diet fae places <laughs> all over the all over the land. Um, but basically, the idea is that your circles protect these fae areas, and they see them as sacred. Um, and they themselves are fae touched in a way. They relish in the positive aspects of the fae wild. Okay. Um, they're really all about like dreamlike states, whimsy. Um, being hopeful and positive and wishful, they're like a weird fae hippie cult. Okay, <laughs> yeah, and like it doesn't say they do drugs, but they're they really don't like reality. I so mean, it can't it doesn't say, <clears throat> you can't like write that right? I suppose you couldn't write that. Could you're you? trying to market to kids sometimes. It, it is very specific that it says they are not big fans of reality, the mundane or civilization. So <laughs> they are not big fans of these <clears throat> things. They do lots of drugs, but they are. Uh, wait, scratch that part out. <laughs> <laughs> but they are super super nice. 
Uh, they're kind to travelers and those in need. And oh, that's cool. They're kind of about like doing positive and spreading positive and protecting nature, especially the, especially the fey magical stuff. Yeah, their drugs are called positive. <clears throat> Here, bro, take some positive. You gotta <laughs> stay up. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> I really like this subclass. Um, I like it for two main reasons. Number one, they add a new cool, it's simple healing mechanic that's spellless. Oh, and I, I like that. I like spellless healing. I think it's fun and cool. I like druids he- healing. That's <clears throat> yeah, that good, too. That lines up. I'm a fan of that. And also, um, they have some unique utility. Not a lot of firepower focus when it comes to this subclass. But that's okay. It's we like a more supportive. It's, it's very, druid. very supportive, very utility. I really like it. If I was going to make a druid um, to run in a campaign, I would give this one a hard look. This is probably the number one on my druid list. Okay. But let's get into it. So <clears throat> at second level, you're going to get a uh, feature called Balm of the Summer Court. Ooh, um, this very is Shakespeare. Very Shakespeare, yes. Uh, basically, the premise here is that your connection to Faye makes you this kind of conduit for Faye energy. You're like a font of energy, or nice. as I wrote in my notes, you are a font of sunshine and rainbows. <laughs> um, you essentially get a pool of D6s equal to your druid level uh, okay. that you can use with a bonus action. Uh, basically... On your turn with a bonus action, you pick a target within 120 feet of you, and you could heal that target, uh, whatever you roll with your D6s. Cool. Um, the limit, though, is that you can't spend all your D6s at once. You can only spend up to half of them at once. So if you're level two, you're rolling one D6. You're rolling one D6. But still, it's, it's a good free. mechanic. It's, fr- uh, it's essentially free. I mean, it's got a resource. But it's bonus, he- it's bonus action and spellless, yeah. which is great. That's so you cool. can you can there's some synergy to be had here. That's kind of similar to like what the fire the fur furbolg is doing, right? Like what do you um, mean? like the furbolg just has like they have magic that they can just do as like a class feature. Or yeah, race feature. well, yeah. So uh, there are other races too that get like uh, racial based magic. Tieflings get that. Asmar get it. Um, it's it's kind of funny that we're doing. We just did the furbolg episode two weeks ago. So we now, did. This is like the right. furbolg druid right yeah. here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of our big meaty giant. Maybe I'll Indeed. do the furball uh, circle today. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. For a circle of dreams. Mm-hmm. I have to mm-hmm. say. Okay. Cult of dreams. Cult, Cult of, dreams. of dreams. Excuse yourself. Okay. Yes. Moving on. At level six, you're going to get a feature called Hearth of Moonlight and Shadow. These are very ostentatious yeah. names. Yes. Once um, again, always though. <laughs> it essentially does something pretty simple though. It just makes your, your general short and long rest safer. Um, during a short or long rest, <clears throat> you could put up an invisible 60 foot, um, in radius magical sphere. It's invisible. No one can see it. Uh, you and allies within the sphere get a plus five to stealth and perception. Oh my God. It's a fucking Harry Potter spell. Ba- basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also light from within the sphere is blocked from being seen outside the sphere. That's fucking dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if the, it's a spell in 5e, but I remember it was a ritual in 4e and it was called... Uh, dark fire i think that's what it was called and basically the way dark fire would work is everyone within the radius of the light could see it okay but if you were outside of the radius of the bright light of like immediate light yeah much. you couldn't see it was like darkness. No, so like it wasn't there yeah it's like rubbing out the ambient light pretty much i guess so yeah okay. and i i always really like that ritual from 4e and this kind of reminds me in its own its own special way so it's especially valuable, I would say, if you're in a campaign where your DM is running random encounters, and especially random encounters like when you guys are trying to rest, right. this is pretty invaluable. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's going to come in handy time and time again. That's like the elf. is uh, when they, We were just talking about the elf before we were recording the oh, episode. Yeah, yeah. And it's oh, like, the trance. The trance. Yeah, the trance, yeah trance with this, you're unstoppable. Basically, you're never going to get... You're going to know. Yeah, it's yeah. like having an alarm spell up. Yeah, basically. unless a bunch of invisible demons, you know, with yeah. true sight, and that you were fucked from the get-go at that point. So. And all the demons look like Matt Damon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so moving on. Uh, at level 10, you're going to get a feature called Hidden Paths. Um, I really, really like this feature. Um, I think this is a feature besides the healing one that kind of sold me on this subclass. So you get the ability to, as a bonus action, either teleport yourself 60 feet or you could take a full action to teleport an ally 60 feet. Ooh. You can do this a number of times equal to your wisdom mod. Now, again, this is spellless, so you're getting spellless, bonus action, teleportation. And that's really good. Yeah. That's that's Misty Steppin'. Basically. Wait, yeah. is Misty Steps 30 feet or I think Misty Step is 30 feet, so this is doubly as good. Doubly. Um, although full action to, to uh, teleport an ally can be... Un- can be bothersome right because you're but, sacrificing your turn yeah but if you're doing it it's probably because it's something you really need yeah. so it, it, it's it's definitely useful i think i think the um 
the premise here is that your connection to the Feywild kind of makes it so you're both kind of you're both here and there at the same time a little bit uh and you can kind of like you can mess with the timey-wimey space stuff right and like move (laughs) move people about that's cool so basically i need to save uh prone surrounded guy immediately yeah exactly yeah Yeah. like get him out of there yeah yeah that's really good that's like can reset combat sometimes also you could do this outside of combat where a full action doesn't matter yeah man we need that chest up on that like yeah let's say like there's a huge 50 foot gap and you have a party of four, and you have a wisdom mod of four. Well, guess what? You can teleport all you and your dudes across that chasm. That's really cool. Yeah, no problem. So I have some questions about doing this in like a stealth environment because okay. sometimes people want to teleport and do it like very quietly. So like, mm-hmm. but Misty Step makes noise. It says specifically that it makes like a small amount of noise when you mm-hmm. do it. Okay. So what? Um, <clears throat> like I kind of like like poof, but I also like yeah, like, like a, a shifting of the air or like a shh. Like okay. a mist, like yeah. turning into mist and like reforming, kind of yeah. like how they do in Harry Potter again, <laughs> in right. the movies. Right. Um, what do you do? You have any ideas? Is this one the same kind of? You know, I didn't actually write down if it did that. I didn't. I don't remember reading that. So the way I usually treat teleportation is, how do you flavor it when you make the character? Right. Like okay. If you're flavoring it like a Nightcrawler style bamf. Yeah. Then like yeah, a puff it's of smoke. Gonna, then that's what it does from now on. And like that's a consequence you have to deal with. You know those little um those little firecrackers? They're like little balls of paper with like I guess gunpowder in them. You mm-hmm. throw them at the ground, they pop, they make mm-hmm. a little spark. Yeah. It's like a big I always imagine Nightcrawler like you had a fit like a softball <laughs> size one right. that like blew up in your hand, right. but you're just gone. Yeah, yeah. sure. That <laughs> <laughs> um if if you ha- always thought of it as being silent and you had it made like that from the beginning, then we'll just go with that. It's not really something I'm sweating one way or another. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is one more mechanically better than the other? It making sound or not? Yes. But who cares? Yeah. Well, I kind of like in my game, it can matter because when people want to poof silently out of a bind. Oh, yeah. It can matter. My, my point is like, it's, you know, like, cool. You got an extra bit of stealth because your stuff doesn't make noise. But like, I think it's important to establish what it is at the beginning rather than like, have decide like when it's pertinent yeah then you have an argument at the table yeah but but once it's decided like you know if if a player wants to nerf himself by making a teleportation specifically make noise cool if they want to play it where it's quiet cool they have a weird teleport they're like shazam if uh, again if i want to get them in a situation where um stealth matters i'm going to get them in a situation where stealth matters like the teleportation is going to Okay. Mess me up as a DM. So, so what about okay? I have one more teleportation. Go, yeah, question. go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, if you like, like your items that are on you, obviously you're gonna go with you. What if you like grab? Okay, let's go. Let's go with back with a mm. chest scenario, right? Uh-huh, yeah. If I bear hug a like a chest with an item in it, is can I bamf out with that too? <clears throat> I think the general rule is that if you if you're carrying it, if you can carry it, you can you can bamf with it. Anything you can squat with is yours. If you, if I you guess so. <laughs> If you, you can could teleport, teleport with it, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, I think that would be the general rule, like, because, like, like if you're holding your sword and you teleport, your sword's coming with you. Yeah, like I, you're not, you don't teleport and then you're naked. Yeah, and there's a pile I, of clothes on the ground. Also, else. specifically, if it's Fey, then I think definitely if you can hold it, it teleports with you. Because with the Fey, it's all about kind of belief, right? And if you believe it's part of you and yours, <laughs> it's coming with. Believe in me, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we really need the sword in this chest. Right, right. Okay, so, okay. Okay, piggy- let's keep going. I, no, I have one more. All like, right, all uh, right. Just piggybacking off of that. Mm-hmm. If I bear hug a mountain. No. Like, what, okay, so what about the thing I'm, what about the pieces I'm touching? No. I, I would say no. Because you're like, not carrying it. Okay. Like, if so, anything, the mountain's carrying you. So, yeah, okay. That's fair. So if the mountain teleports, <laughs> yes, I'm gone. you're going with it. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm done with it. Tele- yeah, absolutely. Teleportation question's over. All right. Well, we're on to the last. Oh, la- wait. What about. St- no, just kidding. Okay. We're on to the last feature, uh, which you get at level 14. It's called Walker in Dreams. Now, this is an interesting feature. It's. I can't decide if it's powerful or not, but you know, you'll see why in a second. So essentially, when you finish a short rest, you can choose one of three spells. And when you choose that spell, you can now cast that spell without a spell slot. Okay. The three spells are Dream, Scrying, and Teleportation Circle. Wow. Scry. So Dream is essentially an ability to enter other people's dreams and control the dreams that you're in. Okay. And I think with the Dream spell, you can also transfer other people in. But I don't know if you could do yourself and other people at the you same time. You can incept people. You can go on an people. inception yeah. mission. So this is what I'm saying. That's pretty powerful, especially without a spell slot, because that's a pretty high level spell. Dude, if you have like a, um, this is one of those things a DM could have like a, 
they just got like a thick stack of paper. Like if this guy tries to go into a specific person's dreams and takes the party with them, we are now doing this campaign and getting back to this campaign later. Right, right. Like, That'd be cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you're in a um, you're in a snowy mountain in like a vault, and you're trying to like make this guy remember to give you money. What was Inception about? It was I don't remember. <laughs> I really don't. I just remember Joseph Gordon Levitt in the fucking hallway. I think it was in the, the hotel. The, they wanted to incept the idea into a guy to not sell the company. It was money based. It was I money remember, based. Yeah. It was a very corporate thing. And then Homeboy got lost in his own dream, became yeah. an old man, and then like he they were like, Do you remember the mission? <laughs> right, right. Okay. I move, think so. Moving on, moving so on. Old. The two uh, the two other spells that you can uh use this feature with are scrying, which is, you know, your ability to like seek out and find where other people are. Right. I, I think scrying is um tied to the plane of existence you're on i don't think you could scry people on other planes. yeah that sounds familiar wow um, there's some critical role stuff where they can it's like you try to scry this person you can't they're not in this plane of existence yeah. i could be wrong like, oh fuck right i could be wrong on that but essentially scrying is your ability to magically find other people no matter how far away they are yeah and you can watch what they're doing for like what like a minute or whatever however long i don't remember i've never used the spell so. That's weird. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of stuff in D and D that's like scrying, anti scrying. Right, like you can't right. be scried right now. Right, right and it's right. I always have this hard decision being like, uh, like why would my party be, like have they caught the attention to be scried on? And I, like, well, usually the level when you get the scrying spell and the anti scrying stuff, it's a, it's pretty high, and at that point you've probably caught the attention of a lot of powerful entities. Okay, so now you're just getting scried up, and you need yeah, some anti scry. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. Everybody Um, take these magic rings. (laughs) Right. So the last spell is teleportation circle, which normally the way that spell works is there has to be a designated teleportation like circle area. And then you can use the spell to teleport to another designated teleportation circle area. So like a bunch of runes or something like embedded in the ground. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, however you want to flavor it. But what's cool about this feature is it actually boosts the spell up. So as an added bonus, you can use teleportation circle to teleport to your last rest location, Ooh, which is essentially. Essentially, I'm a sure Pokemon Center. Yes, it's a Pokemon <laughs> Center, and you can use in Pokemon. You can use the teleport move to teleport to a Pokemon Center. Hell yeah, so that's or what this is. Or it's like that rando person's cabin in the woods that like yeah. let you sleep in their bed. Indeed, you yeah. teleport to your last rest location. <laughs> They're like, which is pretty. Oh, what is, how did you get here? <laughs> get out of my house! I, I let you sleep at one time. You can't keep coming back here. I know, right? Um, so that Magic. is the Circle of Dreams. Okay. You got any uh, questions before we move on? No. Okay, well, before we move on, let's take a short rest. Let's do it. All right. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch. And organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey everybody, welcome to the part of the show that we're going to teleport to later. Um, we want to take this opportunity. Well, it's a short rest. We want to take this opportunity to thank uh, some lovely people that have uh, donated to our Patreon and become our patrons. We really appreciate you guys very, very much. Here are um, uh, we want to shout you guys out. Um, the Mythic Llama. It's just Mythic Llama. It's not the Mythic Llama, but I kind of <laughs> like it being like the Mythic Llama. Maybe um, he's a Mythic Llama in my heart. I have something I want to pitch to you later. Oh, okay. Now that, now that we said I, that, yeah, I'm all ears. You're the Mythic Llama. Thank you very much. Um, Emmett Woolsey, thank you very much. Um, and Emmett Woolsey would like to say, never forget that anyone can be... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm messing up this read. And I said I wouldn't. Yeah, you said it was going to be a hot read. It's, it is going to be a hot read. <laughs> never forget that anyone can be creative when it comes to the lore within the world you create. Homebrew is the lifeblood of d and I, I concur. I concur with all that. That Me was too. it right there. We yeah. like homebrew a lot on this yeah. show. Yeah, we talk um, about it a lot. And we compare it to food. A lot like do the, we? yeah is that the, a thing we do yeah we compare stuff like the flavor stuff to oh like yeah the taste of food yeah that's true because it's called flavor yeah food true. has flavor that's true you get that's the joke true. i do okay uh and i think it's jackie zote jackie zote j-a-q-j-a-c-q-u-i-x-o-t-e thank you very much um also thank you guys so much we yeah, really you guys are incredible you. absolutely thank you guys so much we appreciate the support and uh you know we couldn't keep doing this without you guys so thank you thank you again yeah and your boy finally finished uh the vault raiders part two Woo! which is one of the fa- our favorite things we do on the patreon because it's just such a good time <clears throat> um we had a lot of laughs in this last one and if you want to get my uh, matt demon reference that i made in the episode earlier um <laughs> right. then you should go really watch that because there there's a bad guy in there that gets it's a demon that gets summoned that looks like matt damon so we call him matt demon but it, it worked out i love improv <laughs> and uh and uh yeah so that's like the five dollar tier stuff early episodes are on there if you guys want to check it out it's uh the dungeon uh, patreon.com slash the dungeon cast you can also find us on soundcloud.com slash the dungeon cast you can search for us on youtube if you want to see our faces um we always appreciate the likes and subscribes and the comments that you guys put out um hello new people again um thanks for listening to the show um and did you want to yeah i have an announcement to make so um you're pregnant no you're having a baby (laughs) no okay (laughs) um so as as many of you probably already know uh dnd is coming out with a new um uh resource book called mordenkainen's tome of foes i'm really excited about it. it's gonna be a lot of planar lore stuff Mm -hmm. possibly some monsters possibly some class options possibly some race options it's not entirely clear but some magic stuff probably some magic stuff yeah probably some new spells it's gonna be juicy we know that Mm. um but uh um, finger looking good because we're so excited about it, we're doing uh two simultaneous giveaways yes we're doing one giveaway on twitter and one giveaway on youtube so if you want to get in on these giveaways go ahead and check us out on twitter and uh share a link to any of our episodes any of our shows it could be youtube soundcloud doesn't matter hashtag dungeon cast and you'll be entered into the twitter contest to win one of the two copies that we're giving away and that's at the dungeon cast that's at the dungeon cast yes um the other contest will be run on YouTube, and by the time you're hearing this, there should be a video on YouTube titled Our Mordenkainen Tome of Foes Giveaway. And if you go ahead and check out that video, there will be instructions on how you enter that contest there. Yeah, um, it's going to be like a 
watch the video, like, and subscribe. Yeah, deal. yeah. Leave a uh, comment. That that deal. So because we, uh, a lot of our new people are on YouTube, so hello, hello, hello. This hello is the to part you. of the show where you can't see us. Um, Indeed, podcast podcast listeners. Uh, this is the part of the show that you're. It's the same all the time, every time. Uh, you don't see us ever. But yeah, I think that's uh, that's everything we want to do, except for like thanks again, everybody, for listening to the show. We really appreciate you, truly. And with that, and deeply, let's get back to the show. Let's tell. Let's teleport back here later. Please. Okay. okay. And we're back. It's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time to talk about another druid cult. Can we? We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna. We should. Yeah. Okay. Let's do so it. So the next. Uh, so the next subclass is called Circle of the Shepherd. Um, I also really like this one, and I like the name you gave me uh, off the record earlier of what this. Oh yes, is. yeah. This is the this is the subclass I like to call the Pokemon Trainer. You'll yes. see why shortly. <laughs> so um, this circle is focused on shepherding and protecting uh, the weaker and smaller creatures of the land. Nice. Um, further, except for possums. Except for possums, because fuck <laughs> nasty, possums. nasty. Um, furthermore, they also have a special mastery over beasts and can even summon spirit animals and get animals to kind of do their bidding and whatnot. Thus, I call them the Pokemon Trainer. <laughs> um, so yeah, let's Sounds just evil when you say it like that. Well, yeah, <laughs> raccoons do my bidding. <laughs> do my bidding. <laughs> um, so let's let's dive into the features. At second level, you get a feature called Speech of the Woods. Um, with this feature, you can speak and write in Sylvan, and you can speak directly with animals. They understand you, and they can also respond, and you can understand their response. In Sylvan? Um, it doesn't say. Well, they can't respond in Sylvan. Oh, okay. They can respond in their limited fashion, but you can understand what they're saying. Yeah, like you can read their body language, like how a lot right. of animals communicate. Well, I think this one's important because in a lot of these communicate with beasts, like it, you can't really get much of a response out of the animal. But with this, it's like you can clearly understand exactly what the animal's trying to tell you. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is really cool. Please save my babies. They're um, up in the tree. Sure. Yeah, exactly. You would, you would understand that in <laughs> okay. a snap. Okay, so at second level, you're going to get another feature, and this is the big one. It's called Spirit Totem. It really reminds me... Of in fourth edition, there's a class called the shaman, and okay. it the shaman in 4e had a very similar thing to this spirit totem. So let's get into it. Once per short rest, you can summon an incorporeal animal spirit within 60 feet of you. The spirit does not count as a creature or object, so it can't really be targeted. Um, it might be able to be dispelled, but I think that's up to DM discretion. It the uh spirit animal emits a 30 foot aura with effects depending on what kind of animal you summon you get an nice. option between three you get you can summon a bear a hawk or a unicorn obviously you can reflavor these at your whim mm-hmm. um so with bear if uh you summon the bear creatures within the aura um gain temp hp equal to five plus your druid level and they also gain advantage on strength checks and saves not attacks but checks and saves it, it, it could come in handy that's pretty powerful it's not bad not bad at all and that uh that temp hp is juicy like oh it. yeah so uh if you summon a hawk you and your allies have advantage on all perception checks and as a reaction you can give advantage to a creature's attack of your choice and i think you do that once per turn don't stay in the hawk too long to oh, yeah, bias. As, as a reaction so as a reaction okay Go, what, what did you say i said don't stay in the hawk too long to bias. i don't understand that reference okay moving on moving on uh <laughs> unicorn which it's funny how we go. Wait, a bear? We went from bear? <laughs> oh, unicorn. Also, unicorn. <laughs> you, you and your check allies have, yeah. You and your allies have advantage on checks to detect creatures within the aura. That's very circumstantial. So invisible creatures that are within the aura, oh, okay. you can detect them. Like if somebody's you, spying on me, right? Right. Now. Useful, or if you get into a fight with things that can go invisible. So if you're in a, like an assassin rogue with like a cloak of invisibility, and they summon the unicorn, time to bone out. Right, exactly. <laughs> you see a unicorn? Peace out right, right now. Right, indeed. Again, circumstantial, but useful. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, when you heal via spells, all allies within the aura heal equal to your druid level. So That's cool. That That is pretty cool. So there nice. it is. Okay. So that's the, that's the, this is going to be like the core feature that all the other features are going to build on for the most part. Is ghost Pokemon. Is ghost Pokemon. So yeah. one, so ba- you can literally re-flavor to Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise or sure, something. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Why not? You don't know what this animal is, but it's got two cannons on its back. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> giant turtle And it shell. looks like a giant turtle. Yeah. Okay. So at level six, you're going to, going to get a feature called Mighty Summoner. Uh, all summoned and created fey and beasts get boosts to their general stats. So uh, the druid, more so than other classes, gets access to spells where you can summon things. Okay, um, yeah. You, know, you get to summon, like, I could have, uh, when I play a druid in one of our games, 
I could have summoned like a bunch of eagles or like hawks yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Or like in our game when I played a druid, I summoned a bunch of pixies. You did. I yeah. Did. Um, anyways, that was fun. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> um, so when you do this, if they're fate or beast, which if you're a druid, they likely are, they're going to get two extra HP per hit die. Um, so the higher level that you're summoning, the better. Nice. And all of their natural weapons are considered magical. So Oh, wow. That's really stay, good. They stay relevant as the levels get right. higher and higher. Which is good because, fuck, uh, CR5 monsters almost all have magical resistance, I think. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, at level 10, you're going to get a feature called Guardian Spirit. Your spirit totem aura heals summoned fae and beast creatures that end their turn in the aura. So this is very useful if you're relying heavily on summoned creatures, um, keep them in the aura. You're just running all these Pokemon all over the place, and they're they're staying nice and healthy because of your right. ghost Pokemon. So they're, they're pretty that sweet, is. yeah. And last but not least, you get a feature at level fourteen called Faithful Summons. Um, I'm just going to read this um, feature verbatim. Starting at 14th level, the nature spirits you commune with protect you when you are the most defenseless. If you are reduced to zero hit points or are incapacitated against your will, you can immediately gain the benefits of conjure animals as if it were cast as a ninth level spell slot. Yeah. It summons four beasts of your choice that are challenge rating two or lower. The conjured beasts appear within 20 feet of you. If they receive no commands from you, which they won't because you're unconscious, they protect you from harm and attack your foes. Um, the spell lasts for an hour, requiring no concentration or until you dismiss it. No action required. Once you use this feature, you cannot use it again for until you finish. These four animals are just going to run yeah. a freaking muck yeah. on your on your yeah. enemies. Keep off our bro. Yeah, yeah. basically, don't take him to full neg. Yeah. We need yeah. to heal him. I just picture Ash going unconscious and then like all his Pokeballs, all his Pokemon pop out. They're yeah, like no, back off. Now fuck this. <laughs> yeah, so Who will feed us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so so yeah, that's the that's the circle of the shepherd. Again, wow. very animal focused, very summon focused. Dude, it's strong. Um, I mean, it's it it seems like it, but I'm not sure how strong it is because again, these summoned creatures, like that takes spell slots. And there's not a lot of summoning spells in the game. I know it's just like but, the same ones over and over again. Yeah, but with the same ones you can summon different things. Yeah, you know? there's variety there. Yeah, so. Like I really like summoning birds, like a like a gang of birds, because birds yeah. are fucking that's, powerful. That's you can true. fly, you can have talons, you can distract people you can crap on them this this uh subclass probably is pretty powerful and i like it a lot i think it's really cool it's really unique i like it you get a bunch of ghosts like you get you probably it's hard this sounds hard to die it sounds harder to die because of that that last feature you know at level 14 like i don't know how much a challenge rating two monster even four of them are going to do defending you like you know well if they if they get up in this thing's fa- if they stop this thing from attacking you and your allies for uh, it, even one it or two could turns serve as a distraction that is yeah. true yeah absolutely i don't picture them like maybe it's the ver- well in this scenario like if it's the very end of the fight and like it came down to the last blow this could be that little push to like get you over the the hump yeah. but um otherwise yeah I, I picture this as mostly just a distraction like yeah. give us a fr- like it this is, is four of you- them four, yeah. four is not a bad number and a monster like if it's got triple multi-attack it's not gonna be able to get them all so that's true. Yeah. Four is uh, the right number. I'm I think. sure I'm sure it is useful and awesome and it sounds cool. So do you have any more questions about Circle of the Shepherd? Um are there I are, well, I kind of I have okay. are there magic items in D D that hmm. I know there are that like act like Pokeballs. Uh there are magic items uh in the DMG where essentially like you like throw them and it turns into the animal that you're summoning. So like, I, I think there's like, there's an owl bear one, right? Like an it's owl like, bear they one, look like yeah. little chess pieces. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. And then like you can cause it to turn into a giant owl bear. Would that count? Is that your question as one of these creatures? Cause I think so. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, kind of, yeah. Like the reflavor aspect of things. Like if you wanted to just literally, I want to be a Pokemon master, but D and D style, you know, I have all these little statues that I throw out. Oh, you mean reflavoring it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You could reflavor it. I'd let you reflavor it to that. Yeah, absolutely. So, but you could do what I'm trying to ask is like, of course I could homebrew something. Is it already something in the D and D like, you know, vanilla stuff like that I can access in one of the books that I'm I, okay. I'm kind of trying to understand what you're asking me. Like, so you, I know there are, there are items where you can use the item or you could like throw the item and it'll become the thing. Mm hmm. Um, and then there are spells that you can summon whatever the hell you want. Okay. What are you asking me exactly? I, I guess to just become a Pokemon master, but only I, it would use just, D&D items. It would, it would essentially take reflavor. Right. And also you'd have to ask yourself, what class are you going to make? Because if all your 
quote-unquote Pokemon are item-based, they're not married to your class. So what class is a Pokemon trainer? True. Okay. Yeah. And like I, I, I would struggle to figure out what that is because um, as a Pokemon trainer, you're not really going to be doing combat, right? So all the combat True. classes don't count. But at the same time, why the hell would you be a wizard? Like, you know what I mean? Like you'd have to just reflavor it up. Um, it may not be perfect, but I'm sure you could figure something yeah, out. Yeah, it sounds like you could get close. Okay. Yeah. yeah that's my, uh, what that's I would do, what I would do is I would be a druid. Um, I would just ignore the wild shape feature because that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in the context of Pokemon, I am a Pokemon. I am a Greninja. <laughs> like, yeah, that's weird. But um, and then I would reflavor all of my um spells that summon things into specifics, and I would only use the spells on those very specific creatures that I designate. Okay. And I would just pretend like I didn't have the variety. I'd be nerfing myself, but that's kind of how you would get the effect that you'd want. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, are, are you done uh, asking me questions? Yeah. Um, I, I want to build one of these bad boys. All right. Well, let's do that. We're going to take a we're going to take a moment. We're going to come back with a piece of paper and a pen and we're going to build a druid. Hell yeah. And some dice too. Hey, we're back. We're back. And today I'm building a Circle of Dreams uh, druid and they're going to be a gnome. I think a forest gnome is the right way to go. Sure. Um, origi- Both good. And uh, it's going to be a him, and his name is Santana. So uh, Santana use is uh, at this point, I think we're going to go level six, right? Yeah, let's so go level six. We want that second feature. We do. Um, so Santana is, uh, at this point, a dirty old bum. But in the backstory, he was part of the Cult of Dreams, or I'm sorry, the Circle of Dreams. <laughs> and uh, he, he uh, used to be super tight with his crew and then um, it got a little too culty for him, and he's he thought maybe it'd be better for him to go out on his own. So he uh, and this was taking place in the Fey. So he leaves the Fey, and he he finds a different like patch of forests, like pretty far, not that far away, but pretty far away, like far enough where it's like hard to just like walk there in like a day to go find him. Um, <laughs> went like deep into deeper into the forest, out of the Fey, into like a new a new spot, like that he has kind of like domain over. And uh, so I'm building him. Yeah, I'm building him from like an NPC standpoint, I think. Okay. Like, this is somebody you find rando in the forest. Yeah, this is the character that's off adventuring. Yeah. And he's (laughs) such a good, he's such a good uh, druid, like from his circle that like the Fae has followed him there. And this, like, there's this big bubble that he lives in that is kind of Fae like. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of critters and stuff. And like maybe Fae creatures started showing up there that got like lost or whatever started wandering around. Um, But basically, just a dirty old bum. Just chilling, just straight chilling, just straight chilling. Yeah, he's yeah. he's all about like taking it easy and resting and being, does he being at play peace. an instrument? Um, does he play an instrument? Yeah, he and um, is it lute shaped? No, it's not a lute. He, okay. <laughs> he he uh, I think he just breaks off like like he finds like old dead tree stumps and stuff and like has some animals help him like dig them out and he just like beats them like drums until they break or whatever. And he just like, par- sometimes when he's not resting, he'll party with the, with the woodland creatures. Okay. <laughs> that's a, that's a Kung Pao reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, but in Kung Pao was the desert animals anyway. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, that's Santana's whole bit. And, um, if travelers come by, he tries to teach them about like his circle or his cult, the way things, this is the way things used to be, man. Like, this is how it should be. You guys want some mushrooms? They're, they're, they're I call them positives. Cause, uh, yeah. So he, I uh, like it, but he's a little guy he's, and he's just a dirty old bum basically. Like a, he'll probably take the hermit background, you know? Yeah. That actually, yeah, that's a good place to start hermit background. Go ahead and write that down. Okay. Hermit. Um, we'll come back to it in a second. I like to picture my Jesus as a dirty old bum. <laughs> You're going to get, as a gnome, a plus two to intelligence, a plus one to wis- to dexterity because you chose forest. Um, dark vision, obviously. Okay. Um, you're going to have gnome cunning where you have advantage in all intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws against magic, which is extremely handy. Okay. So basically advantage on all magic saves. That's okay, just cool. what I would put. That's really awesome. Um. You are going to get natural illusionists where you know the minor illusion cantrip. Uh, intelligence being the ability mod, but for minor illusion, I don't think that actually matters. And last but not least, you're going to get the ability to speak with small beasts. Through through sounds and gestures, you can communicate simple ideas with small or smaller beasts. Uh, forest gnomes love animals and often keep squirrels, badgers, rabbits, moles, woodpeckers, and other creatures as beloved pets. And I think that really tracks with the story you've painted so far. But Santana's only friends. Um, I think Santana eventually does like get bored enough to the point where he's like finds a way to make some kind of string instrument. 
And okay. Like goes so like this is my new jam and starts just going oh, super right. hard on it I like, like it. every day. I like it. Yeah. So like when adventurers end up showing up, it's like he finds a place that's acoustically very nice. And uh, there's like a lot of reverb, maybe like uh, the mouth of a cave, a small cave or something out at the brink of the forest, the big rock or whatever. And maybe and maybe one day a young bard named Neil uh, shows up. Exactly. And he teaches him. He teaches him how to rock on that lute. And then he sends him off on a journey. Exactly. He's like, let me show you. Let me show. It's not a lute. It's something else. But he made it's homemade. It's forest made. Oh, nice. Very yeah. Nice. So and he's playing it. The mouth of the cave is like amplifying it. So like, oh, nice. Maybe this is what's drawing people in. It's maybe. Like, yeah, this is maybe. this cave is basically a big horn. I use it as my amplifier. I call it an amplifier for my for my stringed instrument. Okay. I don't have a lot of time to name All stuff. Right. OK, let's I don't think about it. Like All right, that. let's build the damn character. <laughs> All right, so let's roll some stats. Okay, cool. Take those D6s. I took them. Watch them ruin your life. Uh-huh. All right, first roll. What do this we got? It's very bad. It's a five, one, two. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, Seven or yes. eight. I can do math. Eight. Eight is math. Uh, oh, God. This is. We've rolled some shit stats on this show. Yeah. I say from now on, uh, starting today, this will apply to me too. What we roll is what we get. No more of our homebrew. Okay, sure. Watch the dice. So just screw us. me today. Here's another yeah. eight. Well, screw Woo. and screw me next time. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Well, he's a dirty bum. He doesn't he's, have a lot of life skills. Yeah, his strength is very low. <laughs> he's not very. Uh, he only has finger strength. Yeah, he's not. He's strength. kind of malnourished. Okay. Here's a here's a thirteen. Oh, nice. But he's good at something. Good at something. <laughs> Fucking whatever it may be. Because if I make these into like PCs and I roll bad, I feel awful because I'm like, I'm going to play this guy someday, probably. <laughs> right, right. Oh, well, I'll re-roll this. We're, we're looking at him at NPC status. So yeah. I see a five. What do you got there? Uh, five six, six? six, five, three. So, so that's 14. Oh, nice. Okay, Not you're good. Bad. You're Not good. bad. Okay. Ooh, six, Ooh. three, two. So, so there's another. Oh, there's an 11. Could that's, be better. That's fine. Uh, right now, you're looking okay. You got one more roll. Yep, here we go. You need at least a 12. Ooh. Ooh, 655. Ooh, 16. Okay, you're good. Nice. You're just really bad at two things, but that's all right. That's okay. Lots of people are bad at two things. All right. So as a so as a druid, wisdom is going to be a spellcasting mod. Um and I don't see this guy attacking physically, so I would say dump strength. <laughs> no, du- I'm dumping strength. Yeah. You tell me how your dump, ability scores are. Though. I'll probably dump charisma strength. Yeah, that works. He's not very charismatic or strong. I I'll like probably that. have a. I'll yeah. probably have like the eleven into con. Sure, it's not? not that important as a PC yeah. as an NPC. Okay, so. go ahead. Go ahead and write write the, that all out so that we we have a clear picture. Okay, strength, turismo. Um, you get a plus two to intelligence, uh, intelligence and a plus one to dex. Um, a pl- oh, a plus one to dex. Yeah. Okay, so I'll put the plus one into the thirteen. Okay, I'll make that a fourteen. Not bad. Um, I'll put the intelligence onto the, you know what? I'm just going to make him a really beast. Okay. I'm going to put, so wisdom's my spellcasting mod, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to make the 16, um, wisdom. Makes sense. And then I'll make the, um, intelligence, the 14. So it'll become a 16 also. Okay. Plus two. So that's intelligence. And then the con is the 11. All right. That's less math for us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, if we put him in leather armor, his AC should be what? Um, Dex, four, so f- Dex is 14. Dex so 14, so plus 2, plus 2. So that's 14. His 14 should be his AC. AC so, is 14. Not he's, little, he's kind of squishy. Let's do his HP. Uh, that's a D8. Um, so he's going to be level 6. So I'm going to roll these so, 5 and then roll another one, right? So he'll start with 8 HP because he has a plus 0 oh, right, to his con. And then roll 5 die. Yeah. So I'll do your HP down here. 8. All these dice. Ooh, that's not the best. It could be better. <laughs> and you don't have a mod to boost it either. Uh, well, I got a plus. Oh, no, that's no, zero. No, you don't. You yeah, got a plus a shit. Oh, okay. Although at level four, you can boost stuff. You can get a plus two to. Oh, okay. So, mm, no, I was going to put a plus two to wisdom. Yeah, go okay. for it. So he's got an 18 in wisdom now. Mm-hmm. At level four. So then it's got six and four is 10. And then plus six is 16, so he's got 18. Plus eight is uh, 26. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got 26 level, HP. At level six, he's got 26 HP. And 14 AC. Oh, boy. He, well, he just dies in two hits. Yeah, indeed he does. And his, his charisma is bad also. Let's he's a go. dirty old bum. All right, so we're going to pick some skills up, but let's first go and check out your do I background. Get, do I get, what do I get for Hermit? A skill? 
Yeah, you're going to get a couple skills okay. and uh, a feature as well. We're going to pull it up in just one second. All right. Hermit. Hermit. So medicine and religion are your two skills. Okay. You also get a tool proficiency and an herbalism kit. A language of your choice. What do you choose? Um, let's say Sylvan probably makes sense. No, giant. From the Fae. Okay, okay, giant, giant. Speak with the Furbolgs that are around. Sure, yeah, go for it. Um, And then you get the feature called Discovery. Uh, The quiet seclusion of your extended hermitage gave you access to a unique and powerful discovery. The exact nature of this revelation depends on the nature of your seclusion. It might be a great truth about the cosmos, the deities, the powerful beings of the outer planes, or the forces of nature. It could be a sight that no one else has ever seen. You might have uncovered a fact that has long been forgotten or unearthed some relic of the past that could rewrite history. Yeah, the pentatonic scale. (laughs) Yeah. He's discovered the circle of fifths. Indeed. He can do anything. The circle of fifths. That's yeah. great. Okay. So, yeah, that's that. Go Santana. Um, yeah. So, th- that's like where the intelligence is going to come into play here. The dex- the high dex is for the finger, like the plucking and stuff. Right. Yeah. You can also speak druidic because of your class. Druidic. Nice. So, uh, you're going to get. Uh, is that like thieves can't? Uh, yeah, but for druids. Okay. <laughs> um, I-, I imagine there's not as much like symbol based stuff for druid. Druidic, like how thieves can is like I marked this building and that person right. go and die. Yeah, or get the shit probably robbed less out of them. that. Let me see here. Uh, you know druidic secret language druids. You can speak the language and use it to leave hidden messages. So no, yeah, it's the same shit. Oh, yeah. so it's okay. It's thieves yeah, can. Nice. Indeed. Uh, choose two skills from this list: Arcana, animal handling, insight, medicine, nature, perception, religion, and survival. Arcana for the magic of music. <laughs> and then was performance one of them? Did no, you say? no, okay. it what's, certainly wasn't. What's the um, um, animal handling insight? You already have medicine, um, nature, perception. You already have religion and survival. So survival. Okay, sounds good. He's making a living. Yeah. Um, you're gonna get spell casting. We'll pick out some some cool spells later. You're gonna get wild shape. Um, I think by level six. Let me see here. Your druid level determines the beasts you can transform into, as shown in the beast shapes table. I do get wild shape for the circle of the. Yeah, all, all druids get wild shape. Oh, it's nice. Just okay. Weak compared to the circle. Oh, that's of right. Moon. Yeah, you right. So uh, at sixth level, you can turn into any creature, any beast without a flying speed that is of challenge rating half or lower. So pretty, pretty weak. Yeah. So basically, you're you become a you become an animal spy or whatever, a scout. Pretty much. But you can't fly. Right, no fly. Um, let me see. Anything else interesting? You're just going to get your, your Druid Circle feature. So you're going to get that sweet, sweet healing, the balm of the summer court or whatever it's called. Yeah. Your uh, your font of sunshine and rainbows, however you want to flavor that. Um, and then you get that nice... Heal you with the power of music. There we go. And then you get that nice uh, shield of invisibility, if you will, for uh, when you're encamped. Yeah. That rest, What's that that rest protection. It's called Hearth of Moon and Shadow. Hearth. Moon and Shadow. And yeah, I mean, that's the basic gist of your character. Do you picture them? What do you picture them using to cast spells with um, like, as a totem? Okay, I'm trying to figure out what the stringed instrument is like because it's going to be like everything to him. Okay, all right. Like the animals in this, that's it. All know? right, okay. And he's like trying to like recruit people maybe to be. So he's almost like a bard. He's almost, <laughs> he's like a bard, but it's like all the cool like magical bard type stuff that bards do he's not doing it it's like this music making is like an intelligence based thing where he's like he's figuring the music out I see, like it's, I it's, see. it's, it's I like, like mathematical to him almost okay I like and, that. um but everything else like this is like this is the like um this is like a different language of the universe this is like the um the percentages to my fractions and oh, decimals wow. kind yeah. of thing it's like this is just another piece of nature that i found right um the nature so, of sound so maybe like Maybe I, I picture him hunting a little bit. Um, so he's not vegetarian. Well, mostly, but like he had needs. So like he needed he need, like he needs some fucking he, iron. He needed some, to. Yeah, I need iron <laughs> for his blood. And then he needed to stay warm. So he got like a pelt that he wears. OK, that's fair. Yeah. And like he used the boat. Like he's a very like I'm going to use everything from the animal kind of thing because he's like, if I'm going to kill an animal, I'm going to make it make the, all the stuff stretch out and do it as infrequently as possible. Right. So um 
And he like probably does some ritual where he like plays it a, a death song and shit. Oh shit! And, like okay. puts like little oh, berries oh, in its eyes for the birds to come eat out oh, and shit. Okay. I, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. I like it. Okay, so, <laughs> that, like, Ooh. so yeah, so so he probably used like the femur bone of like it's probably a bigger animal, mm-hmm. and he made like a bed and like all kinds of stuff with his pelt because he's just a little boy. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, he's quite small. Yeah, so he he and then he took like the like. Maybe this animal had like real good tendons or he found like some kind of plant that he made for strings. I don't know how this is going to work out. He found some material for the strings on it. He made it work. And then he found. That's the most metal fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. Like yeah. strings of my instruments are the tendons of other animals. <laughs> like, whoa. Okay. Like he dro- Santana's fucking metal. Like he found a cool way. Like he found some kind of bomb to put on them, like coat them to make them last a really long time. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's got like a bunch hanging up in like a um, like an, like his herbalism kit probably helped him do something like that i mean i like how we went in real primal with this when he's like a phaedroid and you could have been like he spun he spun the instrument strings out of moonlight with his magic oh, but you, shit. Went, you no, went the no. other way on this <laughs> like no he killed some animals and used their tendons yeah because he leaves the fae and then start, <laughs> starts his life like uh-huh. circle like, of dreams yeah circle of dreams he's like have fun dreaming forever you, you like big ass <laughs> boar or whatever it is i killed <laughs> okay so, god damn dude yeah it's it's rough out there circle of fucking nightmares <laughs> all right okay. are, are we done with satana i think we're done Sa- more like satana <laughs> yeah <Okay>. pretty much <laughs> i actually really like the character i think it's really cool yeah it's just uh just a rando npc feel free to throw santana into your game <laughs> yeah or don't or don't okay you might, you might not like it uh yeah that's it though. all right with that i say we call it a game <laughs> let's do it we'll talk to you guys later Santana. <laughs> That's it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger. A creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts.